Hello, everyone, and welcome to another in the series of Change Your Game with GTD Podcasts. I'm Todd Brown, and I'm here, as always, with Robert Peake. Hello. Our goal in these podcasts is to provide you support as you optimize your ways of working, increase your productivity and your effectiveness, and reduce your stress levels with the help of the Getting Things Done methodology. Um, and Robert, when we were sort of kicking ideas around before we, uh, you know, before we, we hit record, uh, and we should probably just say we are we are here in, in lockdown, both you and I here in the United Kingdom, uh, like much of the world. Um, one of the topics that, that came up and seemed to resonate was this idea of dealing with um, th with things that aren't so much tasks to do, you know, we would call them open loops that have to do with, well, I need to email him, I need to call her, I need to post that to my Slack channel, whatever it is. But things that we detect in our lives that are, that are uh, incomplete in the sense that we have some emotional uh, investment in them or the, the, the open loop feels like it's something that's, that's, um, that has to do with our, uh, with our emotional lives. Um, do you have any, any examples come to mind of situations like that in your own world, in your own experience that, uh, uh, that No, not, not really at all. I, I find them generally pretty devoid of emotion and emotional content in my life. I'm kidding. Yes, absolutely. It goes with the territory and it goes with being human. I think that's really one of the first things to acknowledge and recognize, right, is that when you have a whole life system, you really are dealing with all aspects of, of your life. And um, so for me, yeah, there's, there's a lot of circumstances in my life that I've navigated using the GTD methodology, uh, big and small. And that's one of the, you know, one of the fascinating things about, again, a whole life system is that it's, um, it's not just top three things. Uh, sometimes it's the little, the little annoying things that, that uh, the, the small size emotional content um, that can actually be quite draining as well, or, or really needs attention, needs appropriate attention. Uh, which is what the GTD system provides for me. Um, so yeah, I can I can think a lot of examples, and I think as I kind of try and you know uh, bump up and and look at what what do they what do they have in common, or what what does my behavior in relation to them have in common? Um, you know, this question. Um, you know, someone was saying, well, is it does it really just boil down to outcomes and actions? Um, and in a way, um, in a way, yes. But I think there's some some subtlety to that. Um, so for me, recognizing that I, I don't necessarily have control with a capital C, uh, which is certainly something that's been underscored by uh, current circumstances, right, lockdown, um, but that I do have choices in relation to that that give me a feeling of being in control has, has been hugely helpful. So um, whenever there is emotional content, sometimes that can be adjunct to your desired outcome like you, you have a desired outcome but there's some emotional content about getting there um, and sometimes the emotional content really can indicate that there that there needs to be a desired outcome you know that it in itself is something that needs to kind of be resolved so how you think about desired outcomes right does it just come down to an outcome does it just come down to deciding what's true for you well no um, you know, not in the, in the literal sense of it's, it's just the outcome and now, you know, put the emotions aside and, and march toward the outcome. I think for me, a lot of the times um, relating to the difficulty itself can be an outcome. I don't know, what, 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 what have you found? Are you've, you've been around for 
more than more than a year or two in this world i'm sure you've had your share of ups and downs what's what's helped the gray, in the method for you the, the gray hairs are real yes um yeah i mean i'm 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 reminded of some things that have happened in in the work that i've done um one one instance in particular in a in a seminar group where someone um had recently been bereaved um someone very close to them and you know there's a uh there was a moment in in the seminar where you could you could feel first off it was a it was an act of incredible bravery i think for this person to bring it up in this sort of group this group environment um but there was a moment where you you sort of you you felt like okay you could you could see i could see in her eyes it was weighing on her heavily um it was very, very fresh it was something that had happened recently and she um, and she was, she was sort of a wash in it. She was a wash in the emotion of it. And as, as a trainer in those moments, I mean, you know, the last thing you want to do is say, okay, what's your next action, right? I mean, I think you need to be as, you need to be um, uh, sensitive to what's going on. And so there was a, you know, I, I just let her talk about the situation for a minute or two. And then um, I think what I said at the time was some, some flavor of, you know, I, I understand that that's incredibly difficult. And ult ultimately, what you would really like is that the desired outcome were that this is not true, right? That person is not gone. That person is still in my life. And there's got to be an awful lot that's kind of tugging on you saying, well, you know, you want to you want to talk about how I want the world to be different. That's what I want to be different. I want this person back. But what I encourage you to do is to think about think about if uh is there something that you think you want to do about it and it took her a minute and you know and, and obviously i wasn't going to push this hard but what she what she came up with was she wanted to get in touch with her with her siblings because they were going to do something um uh, by way of uh, by way of creating uh, a memorial and i think they were talking about doing something that was going to be digital. This was this was her idea, and and so while at the, on the one hand the the you know what went on I think in that moment was that her realization flipped slightly to no I can't have the world different in the way that I would really desperately like it to be different, but what I can do is I, I can do something. I'm not totally powerless in the, in the face of this. Um, and I've thought about that often in, in the time since, you know, that there is, um, you know, we talk and, and you and I've talked a lot about what does a good desired outcome look like? Well, a good desired outcome, David Allen would say, is something that's 51% believable. And if you've lost someone in your life, getting them back is not 51% believable. But that doesn't mean that you're that you're powerless. There are things that you can do that, it, that that I guess without getting too uh, too philosophical about it, I, you know, I, I believe very deeply that we are ultimately productive beings, and that one of the things that we do is is make changes in our world. And in moments like that, I, I guess I would um, I would encourage people to think that you know the fact that you've lost someone or the fact that you are someone's not not well and 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 it's a difficult situation that doesn't mean you're completely powerless and to and to explore that 
explore that and see if it might help. I don't know. Does that does that resonate at all with you? Is that it really does. Yeah, that's an incredibly powerful story. I think that's that's just a great a great example of sensitively using the GTD model to uh, create a, create some some sense of um, you know being able to direct yourself positively in a, in a difficult time. Um, and you know sensitivity i think is a is an interesting thing because here you were facilitating it with with someone with a participant but in a, in a sense um being able to be sensitive to yourself being able to be in touch with yourself is a, a useful uh, a very useful thing when it comes to understanding um how to how to navigate your way through stuff with with big emotional content to it and in the gtd method really one of the kind of overarching um uh, questions maybe that, that we ask ourselves a lot is what has what has my attention and in a way the specific method um, of identifying outcomes and actions and where things live in the different horizons um, is a way of answering what has my attention and, and what do i want to do about it what do i want to do about what has my attention so if you kind of bump up to that level when you're dealing with these things that do have a real emotional charge that really are um, have suddenly hit you, or or um, you know, um, or have been there for a while, having you know, ha exerting a kind of gravitational influence on you. Um, you know, I love I love what you said about we are <clears throat> kind of our, our ultimate impulse is to be productive, and I, I think of the um, one of the definitions of intelligence being the ability to adapt to change, right, and so. Uh, to me, emotional intelligence is a way, in a way, would be an ability to adapt to change in emotional circumstances um, in a way that is that is positive, that is productive. So it is it is a new input. It is it sometimes is coming from within, um, but being able to do something <clears throat> externally, um, you know, often is again, it's just very empowering to be able to, to identify. Well, you know what. I, I want to memorialize or I want to have closure or completion in some way about this. Um, and I think, um, you know, there's there's no harm in setting out the project of, you know, I, I want a, a greater sense of closure and completion and then really being willing to look. Do I need to do I need to talk to someone? Do I need some counseling? Do I need some some support on some practical level to deal with what has my attention? Because what has my attention right now are big feelings these big feelings so i think it works on a lot of levels once you become more kind of subtly attuned to uh what's really up what's really up for you and what do you want to or what are you willing to do about that again to it to adapt and adjust intelligently to your new circumstances emotionally intelligently if that if that makes sense so i love that story i think that really um yeah that definitely hit home thank you you know, I'm, I'm also thinking, let's let's flip this on its head a bit. I mean, you know, we're, mm. we're in, the, much of the world is in very difficult straits and, and there's a lot going on out there, but let's, let's flip it around and talk about um, what goes on in, as it were, in your GTD world, when really positive emotions pop up, right? Or, you know, things that, that generate joy, things that generate, um, you know, that generate kind of real, real excitement, real passion, whatever it is, what happens in those moments, right? What, what's, what's the reaction in your GTD system in, uh, to, to those kind of developments? And just as, I'm, uh, as, I, as I was saying those words, the thing that came up for me is, you know, for, uh, I think for a lot of people, um, 
those moments don't immediately result in an impulse to be productive. You know, in those moments, I'm happy to wallow in, <laughs> in those positive emotions. Um, but that said, I think it's an interesting question, right? So, so what, uh, well, what do you think? Uh, if, you, if, you, if you talk about, you know, really, really positive things that have happened in your world, mm. what mm. has GTD helped? Has it, you know, has it been something that's, uh, again, is it, were those emotions you just wanted to sort of sit with and, and enjoy or, or, you know, did, that, did actions that might have been implied by those things come later? What, what's your own experience, Ben? I think it's great, Todd, because, you know, um, in, in a lot of ways, it really comes down to there's, there's a lot of similarity, right? And so looking at the other side of the coin in, in actuality, it's just important to acknowledge that feelings, feelings are and they, and they span a, a pretty wide range. For me, um, yes, often the, the basking the basking factor shows up um, for, for sure, and it can give you pause. But um, often when I've completed something significant or had some significant success or accomplishment or this, just this big positive feeling show up, I get a burst of creative energy. Right? So there's, there's, there's creativity that comes from completion. There's also creativity that comes from the excitement of new circumstances. I'm, um, you know, so this person that was asking was asking about relationships and conflict in relationships. And you can, you can certainly look at that, but also, you know, new relationships that are exciting and fun and uh, can also be in a way kind of, kind of overwhelming too. Um, but there also can be this real surge for me. So um, being able to give appropriate attention to new circumstances in the midst of my own, um, you know, um, wellspring of creative energy um it's been really important to use the the someday maybe list for that frankly right to to be able to capture good ideas and inputs and positive things that are going on in a way that's that doesn't mean i necessarily feel like i have to be committed to that and i'm and i'm thereby increasing the overwhelm right because again even positive overwhelm is a kind of overwhelm um you know, by feeling like I have to do a lot or engage a lot with this. So appropriate engagement and appropriate attention being paid to what's going on, I think, is a big theme of what the methodology gives us and helps us do. Um, and just to briefly touch on the idea of relationships, you know, relationships are areas of focus. They always are. They're on. So this person was asking about where in the horizons model do, do um, these kind of things fit. And a lot of our, you know, emotional content comes from relationships, good, bad, otherwise. Um, but they are ongoing. Those are ongoing areas of focus that, um, that are important to acknowledge as such and to revisit, um, you know, periodically so that you're saying, well, you know, what do I want to be true in this situation? What can I do about that, for example? I don't know, what about you? Posit positive emotions, great things happen. How does, how does that impact your system? Yeah. Um, I think what I'd say about that is it's a, as you were talking about, about it, what, what came to mind for me is that quite often in situations like that, what's, what happens is a bit of a flurry of new possibilities, right? And quite often, not always, but quite often those things then become really exciting projects, right? So, you know, so the, uh, the, the program is confirmed with the client and uh, number one and boy oh boy that means all kinds of cool things can now happen in terms of the actual implementation of that and the way that we'll you know work with those people to make that as positive an experience as possible so so sometimes um sometimes i think what i find is that that the uh you know the the, the positive outcomes very naturally 
generate more positive outcomes. Um, coming to your idea of, of relationships and, and the areas of focus, and I think that's such a great, you know, great way to think about uh, you know, your relationships, you know, your, you know, your, your relationship to the, to the people, relationships to the people in your life are, they're, they're not something you're going to tick off as done, right? My relationship to, you know, to, 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 to my wife is not something I'm going to tick off as done as there's no outcome there. Um, but a really helpful question is, Hey, how's it going? Right. Is there, does it feel like there's something there that needs doing that isn't being done now? Right. Is, is there a need in, in essence? And if so, then a great question is, okay, well, what's the project, right? What's the, what's the thing that I would do that if it were to be achieved, I would then feel like, yeah, this area of focus, this relationship is now in, 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 in good shape is, is now at a, at a level that I'm comfortable with. So, um, so yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting question. And quite frankly, Sometimes when, you know, when great things happen, I, I'm very happy just to, I love, I love the, I love the term, you know, wallow. I think that's great. Uh, just wallow in it for a couple of days. You know, there's, there's, there's no, in, in, I suppose another thing that's quite often true of these positive outcomes uh, as they're happening, these, these, these positive uh, emotional reactions, uh, quite often there's less of a sense of, Oh my goodness! I need to get into action here, right? Whereas if something big and negative happens, then that quite often comes with a sense of urgency about this is a situation that needs resolving somehow. Whereas, yeah, if it's positive, well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna enjoy that for a couple of days, and then yeah, if there's some outcomes that come out of it after that, then great. And if not, well, that's you know, then that's maybe uh, what uh, what the universe intended anyway. Um, I don't know. Any of that? Any of that uh, make any sense to you? Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, it really does. And and as you're talking, one of the things I was reflecting on is is both you know the rough with the smooth, the good with the bad. Um, you know, whatever the whatever the emotional content is of what's going on in your world. One of the wonderful side effects to me of the GTD methodology, or maybe it's not a side effect. Maybe it's actually one of the big benefits, uh, is a degree of objectivity. You know, David um, um, often says, you know, you work, but but you are not your work, right? And so when when something comes through, you know, literally good or bad, um, being able to look at it from the point of view of, well, what has, you know, what has my attention? What's up? And, and what do I want to do about that in relation to that? Immediately kind of pulls you out of, I am this thing <laughs> into, I am someone that can respond to this thing. And that in itself to me is just, just incredibly, incredibly powerful in its own right, you know, in that um, um, you can ideally be a little less kind of hooked in to this, this, the slings and arrows of, of um, fortune in this, in this, in this life that we go through. David even goes so far as to say, you know, you have a life, but you're not, you're not just your life. Right? There's, there's someone in there, there's a pilot in, in the cockpit, right? You're not a plane. And I think that's, um, a really powerful part of, of um, the, well, the thought process once it really becomes ingrained, once it really becomes ingrained that the, my kind of first response to something, you know, big, big or small, good or bad, uh, is very often, you know, what, what do I want to do about this, if anything? Not, oh my gosh, I am this.
I don't know yeah, if that and, makes sense. But. No, it's perfect. I, I, and you know, as you're talking about it, the thing that's that's that I'm reminded of is think about the difference if we think now about the horizons of focus model, right? And we think and we think about the top level of that where we where we talk about purpose and principles. That's different than the uh, the levels in that model that have to do with outcomes, right? So horizons four, three, and 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 one, where we have projects, we have we have sort of goals and objectives, sort of longer term or medium term uh, outcomes, and then at vision level where we talk about long term outcomes. The fact that those are different in the model is a reminder of that that quote from David, which I think is beautiful. Um, and it's one of those quotes, the first time I heard it, I just thought about it for about two weeks, um, which was, you know, you do your work, but you are not your work, as you, as you, as you said. Um, and that, you know, for someone, for someone, and look, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in, in the States. I spent uh, uh, a lot of time there and, and, and uh, in, in Western cultures in general, right? I think there's kind of a, uh, there's kind of a lot of, you know, you are your work, right? You are defined by what you do and your role and how much money you make and your responsibilities and what's on your business card, right? And I think that's an incredibly powerful and helpful reminder. Um, that uh, that that's you know that that's maybe not the most helpful way to look at it, and the kind of objectivity that you're talking about can be can be wonderfully you know cathartic maybe certainly freeing, and 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 also I suppose likely um, gives us the right kind of perspective to be no less effective in making the things happen that we that we. Um, that we want to make happen in our lives, but gives us the kind of the kind of perspective to be able to stand back enough so that that it's more likely that that um, uh, you know that we have a healthy relationship to our productive selves. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I love that. Well, excellent question. Glad, glad Peter tossed that in our hopper, and I, and you know I love that you know that we're kind of getting to that. Um, that higher level where you really you are more of an agent of of change rather than at the at the whims of change at the winds of change um because i think that that for me has been one of the big um the big ways through the big ways through and of course people are dealing with a lot of um different things that are potentially quite emotionally charged right now in being in different circumstances being uh with um people that you're normally only around on the weekends right or or not being with people that you're normally around uh, on the weekends or, or during the week, all of that are, are you know, are potentially big stress factors. So um, I think it's, it's encouraging and useful to just, to just look at, you know, what, what can you be in control of? What, what is under your control these days? Um, and how can you respond intelligently, again, adapting in ways that, um, that make you feel empowered to at least do something? And I love that the that the single tiny next action approach so often can get us unstuck and just start moving. You know, when we start thinking about uh, some of these things that are that are so big, that are global. In fact, so much of our focus, I think, is global these days. But thinking about, you know, here's something I can do right now that can help me or someone else. Uh, here's a single next action, a single step I can take. Um, I think is is um, incredibly powerful in in that kind of climate. You know. Great stuff. Well, we're coming to the end here. Um, 
folks, thank you very much for being uh, for being a part of our audience. Um, as always, the reason that we do this work is to be of help on an ongoing basis to you. If you have topics, and thank you, Peter, for sending in this topic. If you have topics that you'd like us to be talking about in the podcast, please, by all means, uh, do let us know. We, as we say, we're, we're very happy to take requests. Um, in the current environment, uh, in the in you know the changed environment that we're all dealing with, uh, we wish you all the best. We certainly hope that you and yours are are um, are safe and well, um, and we'll look forward to uh, we'll look forward to being able to uh, meet many of you face to face, in person, uh, hopefully in the not too distant future. Uh, until then, be safe, be well, and we'll talk to you again soon.